March 11th, <coughs> 2022, we're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Nunzayin Amud Aleph. I think it's if you count down 17 lines down, the second word on the line. And if you recall, the Gemara was wrapping up in this line um, for which of the Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach are B'nai Noach punished by death. In other words, each of them are, of course, forbidden. Are each of them punishable by death? We saw one opinion that it's for three of them, another opinion, or perhaps the corrected opinion was then four. And then we concluded the day yesterday with this line, Rav Hunav, Rav Yehuda, Kulehu Talmidei Derav. Each of these rabbis and all of the students of Rav, Amre, their statement was, Al Sheva Mitzvot Benoach Neherag. Benoach is killed for each of those Sheva Mitzvot, which means to say, even if it's, quote, one of the lower level ones, it appears to be, Eve Minachai or Gezel, they get put to death just as if they did Avodah Zarah or Shefichut Amin. How so? How do we derive? How do we understand? Is there some sort of Gilui in the Torah in each of these circumstances? You get put to death? Says the Gemara, no, it works like this. The Torah revealed death penalty in one of them. And of course, that's in Shvichut Amim. The Torah says, If a person, of course, this is in Parashat Noach, long before Yisrael, if a person puts to death another person, they get put to death. From the fact that the Torah in one of those seven is Migaleh, reveals to us that it's punished by death, Hu Hadin Lekulehu. That in turn reveals to us that on all the others you get put to death. It's again, it's what we call a binyanav. A binyanav is I know something about one of these circumstances. I can then apply it to all the others unless I have a reason to distinguish. Says the Gemara over here, I don't. And as a result, say the Talmidim of Rav, says Rav Huna, says Rav Yehuda, the halacha is on all Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach, Neherag Alehen. The Gemara now dealing with that opinion. Accepting it, perhaps, we do go that way, the Gemara will now challenge it. Are you telling me on Gezel, is it really so that a non-Jew who steals, and the difference between Gezel and Geneva, or Gezel and Geneva, which will come up in a moment or two, should be stated now. Gezel is when it's overt, it's in your face. I think we call that thievery. It's a person puts a gun, a knife to your face and says, give me that. Or, uh, or I'll kill you, or there's the threat of death with the knife. Geneva is when it's surreptitious. It's when it's done in a, in a quiet uh, way. It's when I uh, pickpocket or I enter into your home at night. That's the difference between the two. What's that? Separate. We'll talk about it a bit, kind of. We'll go a little bit further in terms of being expansive on Gezel. But over here, no, Gezel is, 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 is property. So, is it really so that a person gets put to death if they're non-Jew of Gezel, if we have the court system, quote, as it should be? Doesn't the Beraita teach otherwise? Al Hagezel, Ganav, Vegazal, so the statement over here, beginning in this Beraita, is Gezel. Gezel is one of those Sheva Mitzvot. And then there's the definition, if it's Geneva or Gezela. Rambam, in fact, has Hilchot Geneva and Gezela. So in other words, don't distinguish between, don't imagine that this Halakha for B'nai Noach is only on Gezela, when it's overt in your face, the thievery. It's robbery as well, it's when it's done in the quiet way, in the hidden ways for both of those. Vechen yefat toar. Yefat toar, we know those words from our Torah. It's a circumstance where there's a war and you find your friend's wife or a person's wife 
who maybe in your eyes is beautiful, and as a result you take her for your wife, as, as your wife, or you take her away. Now that's again included in this list for B'nai Noach of Gezel, in that circumstance as well they transgress. Correct. Correct. I, I, I tried to take it back. Yes, not your friend per se, a non-Jew. But again, we're dealing with non-Jews over here as well. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Mars. V'chen yefatoar, so it's a woman who's found during war. V'chen kayose bahem. Those last words will be interesting, the Gemara will address. And so too matters related to these. Well, anyway, that's our list. In these circumstances, you should know the halakha is as follows. Kuti bekuti. And when we use the word kuti over here, we don't mean someone from kuta. We mean non-Jew. We're just over here being careful in the wording of the Gemara because we don't want to get in trouble from non-Jews. So if we call it nochri or something of that sort, they might persecute us as a result of understanding what we think with regards to their laws. Anyway, kuti bekuti, imagine it as if it says nochri or benoah bebenoah. So in each of these circumstances, if it's a benoah who does so to another benoah, now again, that's in that vekuti Yisrael. And, and, and again, in this circumstance, it means the Yifatoar is of a Yisrael. It's just being taken by a Nochri. Asur. In each of those circumstances, Gezela, Geneva, and Yifatoar, in each of those circumstances, a non-Jew who does so to a non-Jew, a non-Jew who does it to a Yisrael. Now there's the key word before we even read onward, is Asur. Asur is not the word we were looking for. If you're telling me this death penalty, the word I was looking for is hayav. Hayav is hayav mita. Asur just means it's forbidden. What you've just been telling me is that all sheva mitzvot, all seven of these mitzvot of B'nai Noach, they're punishable by death. The word should have been hayav. I'm just raising your eyebrows and your attention to that already because that's the key word. Lastly, says the Beraita, Yisrael bekuti mutar. You should know in each of these circumstances, now the last one is most easiest, in terms of it being permitted, Yisrael to Nochri, that's the parasha and the Torah. The Torah talks about the Eshet Yifatoar, who's taken from the other nations. And yes, as Nathan said, not my friend, the other nation, the woman. And yes, not something we're excited about, but the Torah does talk about it at the onset of parashat Kitese. The other two are interesting as well, Genevan, Gezela, Yisrael to a Nochri, it says it's Mutar, Rashi does does raise the, the difficulty, the Gemara in Masech Bava Kamanda Kofiod Gimala Mud Aleph makes clear that there is an Isur of Gezel Nochri, and perhaps by extension Geneva from a Nochri. Says Rashi, perhaps that prohibition is only Midrabbanan, only rabbinically uh, 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 prohibited. There is a discussion, a debate amongst the poskim. We assume, for good reason, that the halacha is that Gezel Akum, stealing from non-Jews, Gezel Nochri is Asura as well. But the, 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 explicit, the explicitly stated line here in our Gemara is that it's Mutar. The question as well as some of the poskim from Meiri and other Rishonim suggest maybe it's Mutar in a circumstance where he's not an, uh, an, uh, an individual who's abiding by the Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach. In other words, again, there's a contradiction of sorts over here. On the one hand, the Gemaram Bava Kamad Afkof Gimal makes somewhat clear that Gezel from a non-Jew is Asur. Over here, it seems explicit that it's Mutar. How do you resolve them? Me'iri and some others suggest maybe it's a difference in the status and quality in our eyes of that non-Jew. Are they abiding to the Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach? If they are Asur, if they're not Mutar, either way you slice it, it's less simple than meets the eye in this statement over here with regards to your interactions with non-Jews. Gezel meaning 
Yes, and Geneva meaning you pickpocket them or white collar. Either way you do it. Rashi is quoting the Gemara over there that there's an Isur uh, even of Gezel with regards to Israel to Anochri. Again, Midrabbanan, he seems to say it's an issue because of Hilul Hashem. Gaon Mivilna has issues with that. It's not the Peshat in the Gemara. But again, either way you slice it, what I can tell you is the Halakha over here that we're most focused on is Kuti be Kuti be Kuti be Israel is just Asur vi'im ita. And if it was so, if what was so? If it was so, as you told me a moment ago, tell me Dim of Rav, Rav Huna, Rav Yehuda, that the halakha is that Gezel by Ben Enoch is punishable by death, Nitne, we should have taught. In this Beraita, the word Hayav, it shouldn't have said Asur, it should have said Hayav. Answers the Gemara, this is syntax. The reason it's written in such a fashion is not because that's the law per se and nothing more, that it's only asur forbidden but not punishable by death. It's that you want to contrast in this statement a Yisrael to Nochri to a Nochri to Yisrael. Whereas a Yisrael to Nochri, the word we're going to use in such a circumstance is mutar, meaning fully permitted. The contrast in Hebrew to the word mutar is asur not hayav. In other words, if I'm going to say prohibited or permitted, that's the easiest way to speak. If I speak about this case is permitted and this case is punishable, it's just a little more clumsy. It doesn't read as, well, symmetrically in the opposite sense, right? Now, that's the Gemara's answer. The Gemara's answer is it really is hayav. Nochri who does any of these actions is really hayav. So then why didn't you list it? Because I wanted to mention as well the last line that if the Israel does it, it's mutar. The wording by Yisrael is mutar. As a result, I'll use that wording by Anochri, even though it's not only prohibited, it's also punishable. Yisrael to Nochri, each of these cases. Yisrael to Nochri, Gezela, Geneva, and Ifator. Each of these cases. What's that? No, no, it doesn't say Hayav. Where does it say Hayav? It says Asur by Kutiti Yisrael, Kutiti Kuti. Yisrael to Kuti, it says Mutar. Right? Our question is, why did it say Asur by them? What's that? Patur wouldn't have been enough. Patur would have been, it's Asur, but Patur. The word Patur, by definition, means there's no liability. You're right, but it's a lot more dangerous. In other words, if I tell you it's forbidden and I don't tell you punishable by death, there's less danger than telling you that something else. Right, so that's it. Anyway, so it says the Gemara, Mishum de Kaba'el Mitne, but just give it a minute. The Gemara won't like this answer. Anyway, Mishum de Kaba'el Mitne Sefa, because they needed to teach those last words, quote, Yisrael Bikuti Mutar, that Yisrael to the non-Jew is permitted, Tanaresha, I taught at the beginning as well, Asur. And that's why it was just for symmetry, just for syntax reasons. Says the Gemara, but that being the case, I don't think you're gonna be able to pull this off because I think there are other circumstances where it does go out of its way, the Beraita, in order to mention the word Hayav, even though it might not match symmetrically. Vaha, kol de'it you should know, in any circumstance where there is a chiyuv, where it's not just prohibited, but it's punishable by death, mitnat katane, it teaches it in such a circumstance that it's hayav, it tells you so. 
After all, look at the words at the beginning of this Biraita. Here are the words at the beginning of the Biraita. Al Shefihutamim. Kuti Bekuti Bekuti Bi Israel Hayav. Israel Bekuti Patur. Well, there it is, and to a certain extent, what Judah was asking. The first part of this Beraita says that on Shefichut if I'm dealing with a non-Jew who kills a non-Jew, or a non-Jew who kills a Yisrael, in that circumstance, punishable by death, Hayat. Yisrael to a non-Jew, Patur. So over there, it went out of its way to teach you the word Hayav. Why didn't it do it in the Sefai as well? Now, of course, the answer we know, perhaps in the back of our mind, is that the word over there by the Yisrael is, is the right word. To mention patur in such a circumstance is appropriate. What do I mean by patur? We're talking about a Yisrael to a nochri. If a Yisrael kills a nochri, is the word we're looking for mutar or the word we're looking for patur? Is it mutar to kill a nochri? Well, the Gemara at this juncture appears to think, and Morris is not going to be so happy if you say it so quickly. No. Says the Gemara, it couldn't have in such a circumstance used different wording. Again, context very briefly. The Gemara had challenged. Why did it say in the initial case, well, it was the second, but we mentioned it first, of Gezel, that by the nochri, the halacha is just asur, it should have used the word hayab. The answer is because we needed to use the proper wording by the Israel, which would be symmetrical, and the wording by Israel had to be uh, and the wording by Israel had to be mutar. Okay, well, says the Gemara, but we're usually careful in the other circumstance by murder by shefichut We use the word hayav. Answers the Gemara, but over there you wouldn't and couldn't, and it would be wrong to say by Israel to the nochri that it's mutar. Why not? Maybe it is mutar. Says the Gemara Hatam over there, indeed. Keep in mind, we're only talking about kutim. We're not talking about nochri. Right? Says the Gemara Hatam over there. Now you know why I was late. I'm so, and says the Gemara Hatam over there. How litne shouldn't have taught litne asur umutar? Were you? Hoping was your understanding that in the case of Shefichut Amim, it would say by the Nochri Asur, even though quote unquote in parentheses it's really punishable by death. By Yisrael to Nochri Mutar, that's not true. The Hatanya doesn't the Beraita teach that Kuti, again meaning a non Jew, the Behema, Behema are not non Jews, they're Jews. They're shepherd Jews, and the assumption is very often that shepherd Jews are thieves. They take their animals all over the place. It's a specific typology. It's a specific personality that the Mishnah and Beraita will sometimes refer to. They're the types of shepherds who take their animals anywhere and everywhere. They're ruthless. We don't, we don't really treat them with the same respect that we would other people because we assume they don't respect other people themselves. Well, that being the case, the shepherds of specific animals, the animals that will be easily taken around to those properties, not the larger, fatter animals, the smaller animals that are able to be brought onto other people's properties, and in turn, they're hashudin ala gezel, lo ma'alin velo moridin. The halakha with regards to those two camps of people is, number one, lo ma'alin, if they're stuck in a ditch, if they're in a pit, and it appears as if they're going to succumb to death. If you don't pull them out, there's no obligation to pull them out. In such a circumstance, the nukhri, the ru'e behemadaka, stuck in such lo ma'alim, you don't have an obligation to take them out. That's... The guy has a chance to convert. He could be a regular guy. That, that, 
It's not that you're asur to do so, it's that you're not obligated to do so. Because you did your research, Jared. I mean, well, I'm telling you it's 100% understood, but what I am telling you in terms of obligation, in terms of, quote, going the extra mile, in such a circumstance, that's how we'll treat it. We're not dealing with the kumvase, and we're not even telling you it's what you need to do. But far, far from it. Because it's not reecha. That's exactly the point. No, no, no. In the ro'e behemah daka. The ro'e behemah daka, the assumption is he's not oseh ma'aseh amecha. He's not involved with activities and involvements of your nation. He's hashud in all sorts of interpersonal wrongdoings. He is Jewish. Now this touch... Not, not so fast. Not, not, no, not so fast. No, no, he's talking about a ro'e behemah daka. You're talking about the kuti, he's talking about the ro'e behemah daka. Now, what I will tell you is, Jared, and for our sensitivities today, there was a rabbi, his name was Hazonish. Hazonish, his name was Rabbi Avraham Yeshaya Karolitz. He lived in B'nai Barak. He's known for his stringencies pretty much on everything. Chacham Vadya Yosef used to say he was the paradigmatic Ashkenazi. Everything was Asur. That's his personality. And yet, and yet he's well known as well for a, a, a particular, call it Ahavat Yisrael, because this halacha specifically of Loma Alin Velom Moridin, again, you're not allowed to push them down, is mentioned as well by Kofrim. Again, by those who have taken themselves out of what we call the purview of Am Yisrael, the ones who uh, scoff at, uh, call it, in the, the easiest way to describe it, the 13 Ikarim of Emunah of Harambam, those who have theological, call it quote-unquote, objective, problematic visions and understandings. The halakha with regards to them as well is lo ma'alim v'lo moridin. Says hazonish, about those, that issue is no longer relevant in today's day and age. He says to argue in today's day and age that a person, an individual, because of their wrongful thoughts, he says when you're living, my words, my description, when you're living in a cloistered, boxed-in atmosphere where you're fed from a young age, quote, the proper Torah of you, and you then went off, lo ma'alin v'lo moridin. If it's an individual, alternatively, who's living in today's day and age, exposure to the world, involvement, and an upbringing, perhaps not, quote, al derech ha-Torah v'ha-emet, such a circumstance, that halacha no longer applies. So you're right, in terms of applicability, I know, no, Hazonish, we always used to say that Hazonish is his, is his warm side, you know, the rest is cold, 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 when it comes to saving lives, of, or, or not killing, rather, other Jews, he's... Uh, I'll wrap the rest of the way. Rabbi, these people were talking in the context of their time, we can't judge what they're saying without, without understanding the context of where they were, what they were talking about, who the Kutim were, who the... And, Understood. I am reminding you, number one, Kutim is a generic, but, and, 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 I know, but what I am telling you is, to, ar- to argue by extension, though, and it'll be very difficult, that al pihalacha, you're commanded to draw him out, you won't be able to pull off. You won't be able to pull off. That it's a good idea that will encourage it, yes. As in contrast to then where they were ruthless against us. To argue that it's an obligation, I understand you'll, be, you, you'll, you'll say something along the, time, along the lines of, of the spirit of the law, but in terms of objective wording in Torah and, ter- and terminology and methodology, you won't be able to pull off. The halakha is lama alin moridin. And that has 
it has particular circum, uh, you know, uh, effects. Uh, just to give a, 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 you know, a theoretical circumstance that, that you'll appreciate. What's the halacha in a circumstance where a person is, uh, and this, I'm not issuing a halacha, I'm just giving it as a theoretical. This has arisen more, twice in, in my short career. Is a person is, is, uh, is suicidal. And the person is suicidal, and all uh, um, uh, all uh, opportunities and all uh, all chances to save that person, to institutionalize them, to medicate them, to bring them into the parents' home or into another home, has failed for one reason or another. To the extent that for years of that person's life, they've suffered miserably and they've made things worse for themselves and all those around them in the worst way. That's imagine that circumstance. Now, b'sheva al ta'asid, it's it's a good chance they're going to commit suicide. Do we leave them in such a circumstance? Very hard to say so, even, uh, even under those circumstances by Israel. Very hard to say so. You're letting them take the says, says Judah, What if it's a non-Jew under your guard in that circumstance? In that situation, it's not so hard any longer. You're right. You told me I would want to save them and so on and so forth. In this circumstance, that's why I'm saying there is still something to be said for the strict law on this in this context. Anyway, that's the statement here in the Gemara. Very briefly says the Gemara, you mentioned, okay, so we dealt with the issue. We wanted to know by Gezel, what's the you really killed for it or you're not killed for it. We established you are killed for it, but it only said Asur. It should have said Hayav. It was only for syntax reasons, says the Gemara. But it said as well, Kayosebo. If you recall, it didn't just say Gezel and Geneva and Yifatoa. It said Kayosebo. What's that referring to? Kayosebo be Gezel Mayi. What's the reference? We're going to do one try and we'll call it a day over there. Well, what was that a reference to? Again, by a non-Jew who commits Gezel or Geneva or Yifatoa, to another non-Jew, to Yisrael, we said Asur, we explained it's Hayat. Yisrael to them is Mutar, or is uh, not punishable, certainly, but Mutar. And who says the Gemara, what, what's Kayotzebo? Kayotzebo means, and like it. Amara v'habar Yaakov, lo nitzrecha, ela lepo'el bekerim. It's a circumstance, perhaps, as the following. You have a worker in the vineyard, worker in the vineyard, and he or she is eating without permission. That's what we're calling kayotzebo. Says the Gemara, po'el bekerem emat. Can you define this carefully for me? I want to understand what's that. They're in the vineyard. They're eating. They're supposed to just be picking. Supposed to just be harvesting, and they're eating. That's the circumstance. At what point? Ibishat gemar melacha. Is it when they're actually harvesting? They're finishing the activity, pulling it off, and bringing it in. Heterahu. That's mutar. The halacha, as Rashi quotes from Gemara Masech Bava is at that stage of the production, the final stage of the production, the workers allowed to. It's expected from the employer that they're going to put some of that food into their mouth. You're not going to tell me that by the non-Jew they get killed and it's prohibited and so forth. It's mutar. That's the halacha. The halacha is in such a circumstance. It's mutar for us. And if it's during the time of production, before what we call the last stage, the harvesting, the gemar melacha, so then it's gezer me'al That's not kayotzebo, that's exactly stealing. But I was on the job, who cares? No, but I thought it was permitted, but you were wrong. Ela the Gemara says it, rather we'll have to define this differently. Again, what we're searching for is what's kayotzebo, what's quote, another type of gezel, but not gezel mamach, which is, which is asur for them. But if we were to do it to them, it would be mutar. Baruch Adonai, the Adam, amen, amen.